This is the Zone Sports Network. Back to Joe and he'll flush. And it's time to hear from the best looking, most charismatic, and certainly the most intelligent member of the Utah Jazz. Jingle bells. Joe Ingles. Gives it back to Joe till the cop slams it in. And yes, for the record, Joe wrote this introduction. This is the Joe Ingles Show. <laughs> With DJ and PK. Who? On 97.5, 1280, The Zone. And The Zone Sports Network. Joe Ingles joining us on the Smart Rain guest line. Best of State winner Smart Rain has an incredible Black Friday offer running for the entire month of November. Smart Rain is giving free controllers along with a free Apple iPad to commercial properties who sign up with a paid cellular hosting subscription. Visit smarttrain.net or call 877-346-3333. Joe Ingles joining us. DJ's off, but we've got Riley Jensen. Riley Jensen works with the Jazz folks on mental performance. But, Joe, you are so mentally tough, you don't need anybody's help. Is that correct? No, I'm good. (laughs) (laughs) When you won the the medal there in uh, Tokyo, were they playing, uh, what was it, Men at Work? Was that that the music you guys were singing to? Um, I mean, after we won it between then and getting on the plane, the amount of... uh, songs that were played that I probably wasn't in a state to know who was singing them or what they were, but I remember I remember bits and pieces of it. Um, but yeah, it was a hell of a time. Now that was the uh, Men at Work, I think is an Australian band. When Joe yeah. Wingles wants to rock out, what does he listen to? Um, I'm actually not much of a music guy, which my team um, isn't uh, usually too happy when they tell me to like pick a song or something on the We've got speakers like in every place you can ever think of in the stadiums um, and on the plane. And um, I'm more of a podcast guy, if anything, um, or just the radio. Not your station, but um, yeah. Any so other you, you're the only one who doesn't listen to us. Um, yeah, I'm, it's probably actually about <laughs> true. It's actually surprising you kept the job for this long, to be honest. Who, you or me? No, you. <laughs> my my show is the best show that's been in Salt Lake in the last seven years. We are in our eighth year. It's an amazing run, no doubt about it. Are we going to be in the nine and ten and eleven, twelve years? Um. Well, I mean, it's funny. That's obviously not up to me. You'd have to ask uh, our um, general manager Justin Zanuck and our owner Ryan Smith that question. Um, I mean, you know how I feel and Renee feels and our family feels about living here, but um, yeah, I mean, it'll be interesting. I've obviously haven't been in a contract year for, I don't even know how long, to be honest. <laughs> it's been, yeah. It feels like I've been contracted for seven years straight. Right. Um, so yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens, but obviously a lot of that is, is in their hands. That's partly obviously out of my control. All right, our mental performance guy, Riley Jensen, has a mental performance question that's going to penetrate your brain and make you a better player, a better man, a better husband, and a better father. I'm ready. Flair for the dramatic with PK. I, I, I appreciate you letting me ask a question. Obviously, I'm, I'm, I'm very interested in the mentality of elite athletes. And so I, I guess mine is a two-part question. Number one is, who is the is the most mentally tough player that you ever played with? And I'm not talking about best basketball player, but most mentally tough. And then 
The second part of that question is, is how have you evolved mentally over the years from your yeah. maybe your rookie year or maybe clear back to the Australian basketball leagues to now? Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, the first part of the question is an, an easy one for me. It would be Patty Mills um, from the Brooklyn Nets now. Um, and obviously a, a long-time teammate of mine with the national team. And um, we were actually talking about it not long ago with Jock Landau, who was on our national team as well, who's now with the Spurs. And um, just uh, with Paddy seeing obviously how professional and, and how dedicated he is to his craft of obviously basketball and and the health side of it and, and the mental side of it and all that and what the time he puts into it too. But I don't think people ever will really understand what he does off court and the amount of stuff he does off court. Um, being an Indigenous Australian, um, he, he's, his mum's Aboriginal, his dad's from the Torres Strait, and um, growing up the way he did, he's a single single child. Um, and just, I guess, hearing stories from him and talking about it and now what he's done with all of that um what do you call it? kind of promoting his culture, showing his culture to people. Um, the, the things he do is, is, is really unbelievable. And obviously, um, I guess for me, one of the, the kind of the coolest parts was when we won the medal this summer. And um, he had so much going on. And, and then on top of that, the, the contract year for him and, and trying to figure out where he's going to play. And, and when he's all in on something, he's all in. Like there's no... And he was all in on, on our Boomers team and he, he was telling teams that they had to wait and, and do all this. And he was just handling, like you would just never know what's going on in his life because he just keeps everything so kind of compartmentalized of, with this is the Boomers and I'm fully, fully in here. And um, now I'm with the Brooklyn Nets and I'm fully in here. But if I've got something to do with my family and my culture and the history, and then I'm going to be fully into that. And uh, it's pretty cool to see. Um, and obviously being a close friend of it, it's something that you, you kind of get, go proud of someone that you, you've known since 14, 15 years old and to see kind of who he is today. So that's a, an easy one for me. And um, myself, I think, I mean, the mental side of it, I when I first started playing professionally, I used to kick the ball into the stands about three times a practice because I would lose my mind. And um, I think just being with, with different coaches, different players, learning from different coaches and different players and um, obviously at the point I'm at now I'm, I'm very settled with my off-court life um, obviously Renee and the kids are, are number one and um, I've always said it and Renee is probably the, the best one to, to kind of keep me in perspective of as long as as long as Renee is okay as long as the kids are right, I can go out there and, and play basketball and, and again obviously with basketball it's the, almost kind of like the second part of my life because my, my family is number one and, and when I know they're okay and they're in a good spot and um, which is where we are right now which is funny you asked about the contract because obviously I would just love to stay here because the, the kids are in school and they're so happy and Miller's got a group of friends and Jacob over the last couple of years his, his development's just been unbelievable and, and Renee's really settled with, with a good group of friends and friends outside of bar school and, and doing some stuff in the community with the, the Millers and stuff like that and, and donations and um, so I, the, the mental side of it is, is very easy for me when I know my, my family's good and at the end of the day I, I get to play basketball for way too much money and live in a great <laughs> great place to, to play and with great fans and to 
the basketball side of him for me is is the easy part because it's the enjoyable part. It's what I grew up doing. I've done it since I was five years old. I never thought I would be in the position I'm in today. Um, so it's very easy for me to, to, as long as I get a text from Renee saying the kids are good, I can go out on the court and 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 play free and 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 enjoy it and 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 kind of separate those two things. So not not hasn't come without ups and downs and, and frustrating times and, and being cut by the Clippers and not thinking I was going to have a job and, and all that. But um, at the end of the day, I, I would have to probably give all the credit to, to Renee and the kids because they're the ones that kind of keep me keep me going in the right direction. Sorry for the two really long answers. (laughs) It's clear, Joe, that the Australians who are in the NBA are a tight group. I remember you told us a few years back, all you guys, or most of you guys anyway, went uh, down to San Diego during an all-star break. And so one of the guys right now appears to be struggling, and that's Ben Simmons. Has there been any contact among the Australians reaching out to him? Uh, Yeah, I've spoken to him a couple times just through through messages. I'm sure other guys have too. Um, it's funny you said that. Our Boomers group chat from the um, the Olympics just popped up yesterday. With some, obviously, he wasn't in that because it's just the 12 in the team. Um, but we we stay try and stay as connected as we can. And obviously, for for Ben in his situation, um, he's trying to figure out kind of what he wants to do. And obviously, the team plays a part in that too because they have they kind of I guess have to say at the end of the day. Well, who they want to trade him for or if they can figure it out and he stays. But um, obviously, the, I think the latest thing was the, the mental side of it for him. And right. um, for him, I think, and, and, and every athlete, if, if you're not right in that space, you, you need to figure it out and you need to get some help and um, make sure you are doing okay. Um, obviously, everyone goes through different things at different times. Um, obviously, we've had our fair share of stuff with, with Jacob's diagnosis and stuff like that. And, um, yeah, just having having the right people around you, having the right people that you can talk to. Um, Renee's probably listening and laughing because I literally don't talk to anyone. <laughs> I, keep, I keep everything to myself except to Renee, obviously. But um, even with that, I, I'm still pretty pretty quiet on that front. So uh, I think for Ben, it's about finding the, the people he can trust and, and open up to and, and figure out what's going on and, and what he wants to do with his, his career. Does he does he want to stay there? Does he want to go... Um, does he need the break that uh, that obviously he he's having at the moment so obviously for as a as a human being first you, you wish him all the best and and hopefully that, that from his side and his the people around him they could they can figure it out and um at the end of the day you want the, the kid to be i mean he's still he's still a kid he's um he's a young dude and you, you want him to be happy you want him to be enjoying it because like i said before it's we're very lucky to to have the job that we have for sure uh, one of the things I've noticed, Joe, as I've watched jazz basketball, is that you don't go and challenge shots very often. You're not considered a <laughs> shot blocker. So why would Rudy Gobert think that he's a point guard? Uh, who knows, man? <laughs> who knows? Sometimes you have these, like, I don't know, flashbacks maybe. Maybe he was a point guard. when he's, I think he was a bit of a bit more of a guard when he was younger, but... Um, yeah, that was silly, but it is what it is. <laughs> I mean, the amount of good he does for us, um, obviously on the defensive end, and, and he's been extremely, obviously, really good this year offensively as well. But, um, yeah, we'll give him a little bit of leeway, but 
I doubt he's probably still asleep now, but if he is listening, <laughs> next time uh, just kick it up to Donovan or Mike or someone, or, or literally anyone else. <laughs> <laughs> literally, yeah. Anyone but Hassan. <laughs> and those two won't be on the court together at the same time, so, so it doesn't matter. We're good there. Uh, so you got this road trip coming up now, and you're starting to get in the flow of the season. You're a team that uh, I could argue from your rotation 1 to 10, especially when Gay gets back, is maybe the deepest rotation in the franchise history since it's moved to Salt Lake. And I know they went to the finals and they were they were sort of top-heavy there. Um, but how do you go through the monotonous portion of the yeah. regular season knowing that how you're going to be judged is in May and June? I mean, it's, it's, it's a bit of a cliche answer, but it's the process of like, figuring things out and getting better and, and obviously like figuring out what we want to do, how we want to play offensively, how we want to play defensively. Um, obviously, we're going to see different coverages throughout the year and making sure that we execute against the coverages. Um, the one that sticks out to me still is there's been a couple games at the end of Sacramento the first time, which obviously I didn't play, but watching in the back and it was the first time, obviously, I think it was the second or third game, but the the first time that someone had started switching against us and um, for us it's obviously been a, something we've sometimes been good at but more been bad at um, and obviously we, we know that's what teams are going to do um, whether it be the Clippers in the playoffs in that series or whatever. The regular season obviously a little bit different because teams usually play a bit more traditionally and then in the playoffs they kind of tinker their lineups to how they really think obviously they can win and um, the thing with us is obviously been going small and, and dragging Rudy away from the rim and, and not letting him or, or trying to stop him protect the rim. So, um, But I think I think they played Harrison Barnes at the five in that game and, and we did really well and they scored two points in the last three or four minutes. So for us, it, as like you said, the regular there's going to be good games and bad games and we're going to obviously lose more games. We're not going to not lose the rest of the year and, and the process of getting better and figuring things out and, and obviously watching film and not just defensively, but offensively, how we want to play when guys are aggressive, when they're not, whose turn it is, is there a mismatch we can figure out? <laughs> um, just just figuring all those things out. And, and obviously we've got 82 games to do that. So being diligent with it, watching film, getting better individually. And, and then obviously when we have the time, uh, like, we realize the team's switching, like, let's kill it and, and dominate that three or four minutes and make them have to get out of it and do something else. So um, as kind of monotonous, as you said, as the season can be, um, you almost have, like, games within the game of, of things we have to focus on and do. And um, so far, we've done a, a good job of it. I think we've had... Um, obviously, we, we haven't been perfect for seven games, whatever it's been. Yeah. Um but obviously more good than bad. And at the end of the day, we were able to win the games as well. So uh, we've got a, a tough trip coming up, obviously, with these three games and, and Atlanta, obviously, what they did last year and continuing that on. And Miami are right up there again, um, as they usually are. And, and Orlando is, is playing, obviously, very young, but Jamal Mosley's got them playing extremely hard. Some clips popped up the other day on the TV. So, um, yeah, good trip for us. And, um Obviously, hopefully we come back with three wins, but at the end of the day, we, we need to come back better than when, when we leave today. 
So right now, Jordan Clarkson can't throw it in the Great Barrier Reef, but he is one different dude. So of all the people you've played with, it would probably affect him the least, I would think. Is that accurate? Yeah, JC's kind of JC on and off the court, regardless of the, um, the basketball side of things. Um, yeah, I mean, no doubt it's frustrating, um, especially because of a lot of the shots are shots he's made in the past or, or made basically all of them last year. Um, yeah. Uh, I mean, you can, you could, there's obviously a number of things you could throw up as excuses. He, he would never do that. Um, we were actually talking yesterday. Donovan was saying, it was like reading something about guys were complaining about the ball and. Oh yeah. I saw um, that. Yeah. Paul George. Yeah. And the, the, um, I mean, we've played, this is what the third season in, two years kind of thing like it is there's been a lot of basketball played um, there's, there's a number of things obviously at the end of the, I mean JC's the sixth man too like people are going to defend him differently than what they have in the past because of what he's been able to achieve over the last 18 months um, and he'll, he'll figure it out well, we can do a better job as well as a team of making it easier for him getting him some easier looks getting him some, some layups getting him in the paint um, but like you said I mean it, it's not something that um he would be too worried about it. More the worry of, of wanting to help the team than individually worrying about his, his stats or percentages or anything like that. He had that just unbelievably, unbelievably funny moment when the news reporter asked him, are you going to be at Vivid this year? And he says, yeah, a lot. When you first saw that, what did you think? Um, I mean, it's funny because it's like, if it was me, it wouldn't surprise me that she didn't know. Or someone else, I don't know, whoever else you could think of, but oh, probably probably Boyan, probably just me and Boyan. <laughs> um, but I mean, JC's like, JC, like, I don't know how you, I don't think anyone, like, even non-basketball community people know JC. Um, and he's got a new, very identified what do you call identifying face tattoo? Like, <laughs> it's not like he's this like average looking dude that doesn't look like a basketball. Like he, he is a basketball. That's what he. Um, so yeah, it, it was hilarious. We we still laugh about it now, but um, the, yeah, would have been very more surprising if it was if it was me. <laughs> It was a, what a deadpan answer, man. I mean, just yeah. I mean, lot. and that's just JC. Like he's gonna play. Like he's not gonna go stand up there and be like, "You don't know who I am. I'm Jordan Clarkson, <laughs> Sixth Man of the Year." Like, there's no uh, way he would do that. No. Before you get out of here, tell us what you got going November twelfth. Because I know you got an activity, you and Renee. I don't think it's Renee and the kids. I just think it's you and Renee. But can you tell it's us Renee. about it? Yeah. Um, Culture City, obviously the border on with dealing with a, a lot of sensory processing and, and autistic kids and all families, really. Um, uh, coming to Utah, a bunch of them are coming. Um, so we're holding a luncheon November 12th. Um, we're at a pretty good number of people, but we can always fit more people in. There's a couple of different rooms we're looking at or that we've got available. So um I can post it again. I, I can retweet my tweet that I that I did. There's still some tickets. Um, there's some giveaways, some pretty cool things, and um, obviously some really, really good people to, to speak to. So if you are involved in kind of the autism or sensory processing world or it's a family member or a child or um, 
whatever the situation is, obviously it's more kind of lean towards that type of world. Um, but obviously we'll, we'll take anyone that wants to come and, and donate and help and um, awareness. Obviously awareness is the, the main thing. So, um, yeah, November 12, it's at the Grand America. Um, some pretty cool people coming. Some uh, One of the, I don't even know what you call it, the host. The host is actually a really cool dude that everyone will enjoy hearing from. Um, so it'll be a really cool event, but yeah, November 12, and, and I'll post the link today, and there's, like I said, there's still some tickets available, so um, make sure Quinn has practice off that day, otherwise <laughs> I'll be a little bit late. But um, yeah, really looking forward to it. All right, Joe, we'll go get three on the trip, and we'll talk to you next week. Appreciate it. Thanks, guys. All Take right. Care. That is Joe Ingles making his weekly appearance, uh, and he'll retweet that. His uh, thing, his Twitter handle is at Joe Ingles 7. It's culturecity.org to get more information. Culture with a K. Culturecity.org. And Joe Ingles is going to be doing that, and that's a great fundraiser and opportunity to mingle with some fancy people. And have a good time. There you go. Okay, coming up next, we'll hit you up on what you missed so far in the show. We've had a good time with Riley Jensen sitting in. Stay with us, 97.5, 1280 The Zone. The new zone lineup is here. With the best coverage of the sports you love and the teams you can't live without. Catch DJ and PK mornings from 6 to 10. Followed by Jake Scott and Ben Anderson from 10 to noon. Get your daily fix of Hans and Scotty from noon to 3. And then the zone welcomes unrivaled with Alex Curie and former NFL quarterback Scott Mitchell to the team. Weekdays from 3 to 6. Live and local. All day, every day. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone. Powered by kslsports.com. Joining us now is our good friend and frequent contributor to the show, Andrew Reinhardt, and he's from Wasatch Medical Clinic, and he does discusses the sensitive topic of ED, but the thing about it, Andrew, is you've got all sorts of studies, Cambridge University, you name it, that show the stuff that you can do for your patients works. Tell us about it. Yeah, that's exactly right. There's 50 clinical studies behind the acoustic wave therapy that we use for erectile dysfunction. The Cleveland Clinic, that's one of the biggest hospitals in America. Cambridge, the Journal of Sexual Medicine, so many others have said this can reverse ED by repairing blood vessels. In fact, the Cleveland Clinic, that study, here's what they said. This generated a clinical and statistical increase in blood flow. That is so cool. It's exactly what a guy with ED needs. And of course, the big attraction, PK, I think is no pills, that's no side effects, just better performance in the bedroom. Yeah, and that's the bottom line there for sure, and that's the whole objective, and that's what you're about. So give Wasatch Medical a call. The phone number is 801-901-8000. Now, when they call today, what are you going to give them? Well, if you call us now, uh, the assessment exam and blood flow ultrasound is free. That's with our medical doctor. You get the gift. Uh, I don't think I've ever heard of this failing, by the way. It produces immediate results in the bedroom. And if you're like so many, a little lethargic, uh, blood work and testosterone is free today as well. All right, very good. Give Wasatch Medical a call. The phone number is 801-901-8000. 801-901-8000. Thanks a lot, Andrew. Thank you. All right, we got to get to the 9 a.m. radio 
Slacker Radio headlines, and they are brought to you by Lee's Heating and Air. Lee's Heating and Air. Yeah, home to the award-winning line of American Standard Furnaces and Air Conditioners. Call Lee's now for their $59 furnace tune-up, or you can visit them online at leesheatac.com. Leesheatac.com. Whew, that's a lot of reads, man. Uh, we need DJ back, but he's not here right now. Fortunately, I got the next best thing. I got Riley Jensen joining us right now. He's rocking our world with the mental health. I, I'm mentally tougher today, having spent these last couple of hours with you. Now, I just, I, I really appreciate you getting vulnerable with me, you know, and just sharing your thoughts and your, your innermost. <laughs> I don't have any innermost thoughts. <laughs> I'm, I'm innermost thought it out. You got the demons out today. Demons out! Demons are circulating above me at all times. Uh, this, this is my respite, this studio. This is my That's key therapy. to uh, any form of sanity is through this work. Joe Ingles often, when he joins us, and he joins us every week, talks about how lucky he is to have the job that he has. Well, I'm right there with Joe on my job. I'm very, very lucky. That makes three of us. This is medicine for me. It really is. I've got issues. Uh, my friends know what they are. and But when I come in here, I can act like a screw-off and a screwball and have a whole lot of fun with sports. I hope people can enjoy it because ultimately I just view sports as fun. I know it's serious to a lot of different people, but for me, it's fun. We've been talking about mental performance today for sure, how the Jets have uh, hired John Beck to try to help not just the mechanics of football, but the mental health aspect for John Be- or uh, Zach Wilson. It's a very interesting topic. Uh, and then the Cougars ranked 15th in the college football poll. How cool is that? I didn't see that coming. I thought they would be ranked lower. I thought Cincinnati would be ranked higher. I thought Oregon would be ranked lower. Cincinnati ranked 8th, Oregon 4th. No, I think Cincinnati 6th, Oregon 4th, Oklahoma 8th and undefeated. So, uh, I'm surprised Oregon's that high. Yeah, me too. Me too. But Interesting. Uh, uh, good for them. I, I think they're going to play the Utes twice. They got them here in a couple of weeks at Rice-Eccles. And then I think they're going to get them in Vegas the first week of December. Uh, I, I, I mean, I'm actually, of all the things I'm certain, excuse me, about in the Pac-12, I'm less certain about who's going to win the North as I am who's going to win the South. I think it's a virtual lock that Utah wins the South. I could be wrong, but I think it's a virtual lock that they're going to win the South. Well, they're certainly putting themselves in a, in a nice position right now. Yeah. And the, if for no other reason, the teams around them suck. <laughs> I can't believe you'd say that about the Sun Devils. Why? Because they suck. Where have you been the last forty years? They suck. Where have you been the last forty years? Yes, they do. It sounds tragic. Yeah, it sounds consistent. <laughs> you want to be consistent? That football program is consistent. Yeah, I mean, come on, man! Five turnovers, all sorts of penalties. Uh, I, my fan. Be yeah. done. Oh yeah, yeah. If they're not going to take it seriously, what, why should what's I? What's the threshold every year? Because you, you've told me they're consistent like this. What's the threshold every year where you're just like, oh, forget it? Was uh, it game five? Was it game four? I think game it was seven. Like 1998. <laughs> <laughs> just after Jake Plummer. Yeah, yeah. Give in the Rose Bowl. A couple, years. Bowl, a couple yeah, years after that, yeah, then you're yeah, just like, yeah, yeah. I'm. That was a fluke. It was a fun fluke. But now it's back to reality. That was a fun season. I mean, they've in, uh, what, 30-some years, 
uh, or 20-some. They've only won eight regular season games like seven times. Wow. Yeah, so, I mean, if they get to eight this year, that's a success as far as I'm concerned. They've got a shot. What do they? If they go three and one, they can get to eight. That's a success for where that program has been. Yeah, you got to be realistic <laughs> about who you are, right? So yeah, it's awareness. Yeah, and basic I, awareness is important. And we got some breaking news. How about this? Aaron Rodgers is going to miss Sunday's game with the Chiefs after testing positive for COVID nineteen. So he's out. I just saw that flash up on the ESPN. That's that's big news. It certainly is. Now, it's good news for the Chiefs, who've been struggling. They have, yeah. You're good right. news for Jordan Love. That's where I was going with that, uh, because you're a Utah State guy, and Jordan Love's been standing around, seems like, for 10 years. I think it's only uh, into his third. Uh, well, he at least got some reps in the preseason this he year, did. He which did. he didn't get the year before. Correct. What do you and know I thought of, he looked pretty good. Yeah, what do you know of Jordan Love? So Jordan Love is one of those guys that, is very it, he wasn't physically gifted coming out of high school. This was a skinny kid. He put a lot of work into his game. Um, I thought that he had an unbelievable junior year. I thought he had a very average, and I think he would admit a very average senior year. He's been drafted into a really good Although situation. It wasn't his junior year, I thought he came out early. Oh, maybe. Yeah. Okay. So his last year was not as right. good as his second to last gotcha. year, right? Yeah. And so. And I think I think he would admit that. But I think what's been really good is he's had the luxury that Philip Rivers had with the San Diego Chargers, that Aaron Rodgers had with the Green Bay Packers, that some of these great quarterbacks that we see now had a couple of years to kind of watch the game and learn what it means to be a pro, learn what the speed looks like, learn about all those things. And I would I would be very surprised if Jordan Love doesn't play well this weekend. I think he's I think he's in a spot where he's prepared. I think he's in a spot where he feels confident. And look, he can make the throws. He can do all those things. And I was really, really pleased with the progression from his last year at Utah State to the preseason this year. I thought he played excellent football for Green Bay. So you think he's ready? I do. I think he's ready. Now, does that mean that... You know, he pulls a New York Jets quarterback and throws for 405 yards this weekend. I don't know. Way better. But I think he's going to play well. I do think he'll play well. All right. It'll be. I Aaron Rodgers is my favorite player in the NBA or the NFL to watch. I don't really have a team. I just root for guys, and I've loved watching him play. But now this game is going to take on added interest because Jordan Love's going to play. Right, and again, again, going back to like our first segment where we talk about quarterbacks being a paranoid bunch, I mean, he's been pretty vocal about, Aaron Rodgers has been pretty vocal about not being that happy that they selected Jordan Love to replace him, right? So now he's out with COVID-19, which I don't know exactly what his symptoms are, but if he's asymptomatic, it's probably really frustrating to him that he can't play in this game because quarterbacks like to play. They don't like to give anybody... Any sort of advantage or any sort of thought that that, that they could take your place. Now, yeah. Aaron Rodgers, you would think would be past that, but you'd be surprised. You'd be surprised at the mentality of really, really good quarterbacks also don't want to come off the field because they don't want anybody like messing around in their house. Yeah, who was it? Was it uh, a couple years back? Was it was it Peyton Manning? And I think it was Brock Osweiler. Looking like he was going to go in the game, but Peyton wouldn't come out. 
Yeah. And they showed it on the sidelines. He's going to take a few. Well, I, remember, I remember Tom Brady being really upset, and I can't even remember the name of this quarterback now. It's 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 been long enough. But they drafted a quarterback out of Arkansas from Bobby Petrino. He's like a six oh, six was guy. It Mallet? Yeah, yeah, that's who it was. Yeah, and and I don't even know where that dude is. But I remember Tom Brady like manufacturing enthusiasm and anger about the fact that they had drafted another quarterback. Right. That's why he left last year, wasn't it? Oh, yeah. He's still <laughs> mad about that. <laughs> no, but I've never, I mean, if you want to get off on a tangent, Tom Brady and the way that he manufactures, like, his motivations is pretty amazing. Pretty amazing. Yeah, whatever works for you, huh? Right. Yeah. I mean, PK, I, I put you in the same category as Tom Brady. There's Patrick Hinahan, Tom Brady. I would go you know, Brady first. Okay, but you could make an argument for you. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I don't remember any compliment, but I remember every slight. <laughs> because there's no compliments to remember. That's why I don't remember any. Well, yeah. the higher you go, PK, which yeah. where you're at is 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 very lofty, pretty rarefied air. It right? is, yeah. Very the thin. less compliments you get, I Good. mean, when you get them, you got you got to run on that thing for three or four months. Until, I don't want until it. you're running on fumes. I don't. You I, don't even want them. No, I don't. But I just gave you one. I don't want them. I didn't accept it. If I don't accept it, did you give me something? If a compliment falls in the forest and the tree doesn't accept it, does it fall in the forest? No. Oh, Think about it. Philosophical. And speaking of forest, Trent Forrest, I don't think he got in the game last night, so we need to talk about the Jazz, of course, as they take care of business with the Sacramento Kings. Let's see what you did there. Yeah, it's very impressive. <laughs> <laughs> I compliment myself enough. So I was going to say, you don't need my compliment. Who yeah. needs compliments when you can compliment yourself? Yeah. Uh, quickly tell us what you see of Donovan Mitchell's body language because I think Donnie Basketball is one of those dudes who has it. Oh, I think the coolest thing about watching Donovan Mitchell is is even when things aren't going perfectly in a basketball game, he finds ways to contribute to the team. For sure. And I think that's been true since his rookie year. There's a swagger, there's a confidence about him that's just really unique. Is he the best player in the NBA? I don't know, but I don't think there's very many there's there's not very many people in the NBA that I want taking a last shot or leading a team than Donovan Mitchell. I mean I there's agree. there's very few people that I would put in that category. I agree. Love the dude. Looking forward to watching him this year and in and, and the years to come for sure. All right. Coming up next, we'll finish up the show, get some feedback. Stay with us, ninety seven five, twelve eighty of the zone. And it's all over almost here. Don't go nowhere. Welcome back in. Riley Jensen joining us this morning. Riley, thanks for being here. We really appreciate it. We talked a lot of things. Uh, John Beck being the coach for Zach Wilson and the Jets. The Cougars getting the 15th ranking in the poll. What was shocking to me. Shocking to some people. BYU, I put this on Facebook and the feedback of the day, hey, they're ranked 15th, that's a ton of respect. And immediately I got, and the accompanying Independence Bowl is their reward. That ticks me off. That just ticks me off, man. Their bowl game, because it's not a lust, an illustrious bowl. Is there any such thing as an illustrious bowl now, if it's not the playoff or maybe one of the New Year's Day six? Everything else is the same. How dare they criticize going to the Independence Bowl? What would you have done to go to the Independence Bowl? 
Me? Yeah, you. I would have loved to go to the Intimate. That's what I'm talking Actually, about. Actually, the Humanitarian Bowl was really fun. There you go. Yeah. It's for the kids. These, these bowl snobs really just drive me nuts. Uh, Aaron Sands, good respect. Didn't think it would be that high. Way to go, Cougs. Well-deserved, Gwen says. Surprised they're 15th? Seems pretty high. Seems like they got a lot of respect. <laughs> I, you know, when you when you're talking about BYU and being ranked 15th, and we, and we heard that quote coming out of the break, it was just kind of funny to me. It, it, but what we really got to do is we got to focus on Idaho State, like a team that's normally ranked 15th at this time of year. Like you don't hear them talking about like playing one game at a time, and we got a big game against Idaho State this week. Right? <laughs> like that was just awkward. Like that was just a, a weird. I mean, I love it. I, listen, I love it when teams like adopt their coach's personality and they get into coach speak and they talk about all this. They're not losing the freaking Idaho State. And guess what? They could blow them out seventy to nothing. It's not going to do anything for their ranking. It's not going to do anything for their respectability. It's not going to. In fact, the only thing that can happen is if they play a tight game with Idaho State and they would lose ground instead of gaining ground. Yeah, and and they'll just beat them by however many points they want to beat them on. I think Idaho State's one and seven. Yeah. So not going to be anything to worry about. It's just there. a weird. It was a weird. It was a weird comment. I think BYU deserves it. I think they're. I think they're pounding the football again. I think they've kind of made a, a, a nice recovery from the the two game losing skid that they had. And I don't look at any game right now as a game that they can't win for the rest of the year. And who cares? I mean, look, the bowl games. In, like you said, unless you're in a New Year's Six bowl, like they're all the same. Right, they're all the same, and in fact, some of the I heard um, uh, a former player for the Utes the other day. Oh, I didn't hear it. I think I saw it on Twitter, but he was just talking about how, like, hey, say what you want about the Las Vegas Bowl. He goes, that was that was awesome as far as like a bowl game goes, and as far as the gifts that you receive, and as far as the activities that you have during the week. He 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 compared it to some other bowl game that maybe was a little more prestigious, and he thought it was way better. Cool. Yeah, and so look when you, I mean, most of the P five teams, if they're not playing in a New Year six or a, just like you said in a New Year six or a playoff type scenario, I mean, it doesn't really matter anyway. The the, the bowl games have kind of lost their. They have. Their I think they're just for the kids to have a good time to be together one last time yeah. before people go their separate ways because every year teams change. So if you have a fan. Who isn't into it? So be it. It doesn't matter. Uh, I mean, it's just no big deal. I, I, I can recall going down to watch U- Utah State play New Mexico State and just see the excitement in the New Mexico State kids' faces to be in Tucson. I covered that bowl game, the Arizona Bowl, I think it was called. And I thought, I'm never going to make fun of these bowls again because of these New Mexico State kids, they were having the time of their lives. And that's what matters. That's a, that's a good point. Everything that's a good else point. is irrelevant. Like, when we went up to the Humanitarian Bowl at Utah State, it was like the first bowl game since like clear back when Merlin Olson. Or yeah. no, it wasn't the first bowl game. There was the Las Vegas Bowl, but yeah. it was it was a great opportunity, and the guys had a lot of fun. All right, thanks for joining us. We've got Jake Scott and Ben Anderson next. Stay with us, ninety-seven five, twelve eighty, the zone.